It's worth knowing what's really going on. This is the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. Donald Trump has been indicted in Atlanta. We have so many court dockets to follow, but we haven't really seen anything yet. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution has covered every moment of this historic case. I've been writing about this investigation for two and a half years. Our team is led by reporters Bill Rankin and Tamar Hallerman. Follow our coverage on AJC.com and listen to new in-depth episodes of the award-winning podcast, Breakdown, the Trump Indictment, only from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. You all can learn something new by subscribing to the Atlanta Journal-Constitution's new newsletter called Unapologetically ATL. It's all about the people, the events, and the entertainment happening in Metro Atlanta that Black people might want to know about. So subscribe today at www.ajc.com slash unapologetically ATL. This, my friends, is Access Atlanta. It's a new podcast that shares the best things to do, see, eat, and experience. Welcome to Access Atlanta. I'm your host, Shane Harrison, and this week I'm here with AJC reporter Bo Emerson. How's Welcome. it going? How's it going, Shane? Um, Bo, what, uh, what have you brought us this week? Well, you were there, so you should yeah. remember this. We went out on a, on a little field trip, and we walked along the new section of the Beltline on the east side, is it called? Uh, right. That uh, uh, they just recently opened, and uh, it had to be rescheduled uh, because it, uh, it poured down pitchforks and uh, hailstones <laughs> that were burning um, on the day that we were going to go. So... Uh, but the day that we did go, it was gorgeous out, and we saw why the Beltline is, is a very attractive option for Atlanta. It yeah. really makes Atlanta want to get outside and put their phones down. Basically. It's true. But yes, we, we went out there on the Beltline, and it was a beautiful day, and it was great to see a section that I had not seen. You know, they've been really working on it, building up. Um, you know, we saw... Um, a new development there, uh, some beautiful new art that they've got outside this development. Yes, um, art maybe is a loose uh, term. Some of it is somewhat gaudy for uh, art. <laughs> art but, uh, well, art, it's, art is in the eye of the beholder. I think the, uh, the Mellow Mushroom Pizza guy is, uh, is a great, is a great uh, structure, and, uh, yeah. but perhaps closer to kitsch than art, but still very That's, cute. That may be, but uh, you know, on the other side, there, there were some really gorgeous pieces that were done exactly the same way yes and, you know yes. it's it's they're really cool no matter what they're pretty oh, cool. they are and you know impressive yeah and um and they also make the make it fun just to walk along this this little yeah. stretch it's true and i mean it's just a great place to go and walk even if there weren't all these great things to do along the belt line it's just such a great place to walk and like you said it's a great way to get people out and and yeah. walking and you know if if a- absolutely necessary on a scooter, uh, <laughs> which we did see plenty of those. Actually, my favorite thing from that day was someone took a bird scooter and put it in a tree. Uh, I had so to take a photo. You had a bird in a tree. A bird in a tree. Yes, uh, that was that was. One of the more amusing things, uh, highlights of the day. I think it was a political uh, statement. I believe it might have been, yes. <laughs> but, yeah, we had a great time. Uh, you spoke with some of the folks uh, who were involved in the 
the Atlanta Beltline Partnership. Is that what they're called? Right. Uh, and and uh, we spoke with the folks who uh, put together the EDGE um, uh, 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 apartment complex that was in the process of uh, of opening while we were right. while we were there, and the, there were hammers and nails going all yep. around us. That was uh, a hive of activity as mm-hmm. uh, buildings uh, uh, emerge on the uh, all along the the stretch of it, which is another you know another example of the the success this has had right. uh, the, a success that's mixed with you know it, it brings brings other problems uh, but it's uh, but it's remarkable the economic development that yeah. this whole thing has spurred right and for those who aren't familiar with where we're talking about the edge um, development is right on uh, uh, DeKalb Avenue very close to Crog Street Market actually it's probably less than a block away from Crog Street Market. Um, but you know, of course, the belt line keeps going both ways, right? Um, and we did we did walk up to the edge and then all the way back, um, well, toward almost to Piedmont. Uh, well, to Pont City Market. Okay, yeah, right, we. Right. <laughs> you're overstating how far we went. <laughs> well, you guys we walked forever. You outstripped me, so I I was I hung around. Oh, that's and true. I chatted with some skateboarders and some guys playing drums underneath uh, one of the bridges yeah. there, and and uh, there were f- there was a young family with little kids picnicking along the side, and it was um, you know, it was an example of the good things that uh, that yeah. make this uh, a, a very worthwhile uh, endeavor. Right, and you can see all the skateboarders in the in the skate park right there mm-hmm. uh, off of the Beltline. Um, and in the field that's next to it, there were folks doing yoga. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, then you go a little further up, and then there are bunches of restaurants all along the way. There's a Lady Bird Grove and Mess Hall, um, which is sort of down toward Crog Street Market. Uh, but the other direction, you have uh, Bazzotti, Estrella, uh, the development there. And um, then there's this whole new section, F- SFX Alley tons of new restaurants in there right it sort of branches off of it and uh the uh, right at crog street of course there's uh the the whole crog street market and a ton of our restaurants in there which obviously have to be um benefiting from the increased uh, oh, yeah. foot traffic yeah i would think so i mean because parking as we know can be right. difficult around right. here so you know if you can find a place along the belt line that maybe isn't quite as busy and get parking there then and walk then on walk down. down to your destination, wherever that is. Right. And, you know, you can also walk off your lunch or dinner that way. <laughs> <laughs> you can make the whole thing a, a day. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I could spend hours and hours and hours out there. It's great. And it's great if uh, you just like people watching. It's it's, it's a pretty cool place to be. And on a Tuesday, you don't have to elbow your uh, right. way around for yeah. uh, room. Of course, the east side is is truly jammed on a Saturday, especially a sunny mm-hmm. Saturday. Later yeah. on, we're going to talk about, I mean, not today, but later on in the year, we're going to yeah. talk about the, the west side and, and how up and coming it is. Right. Yeah, there's a lot going on over there, a lot of uh, uh, work going on on the West Side Beltline. And we did talk with the folks about that a little bit, but we thought it best to, you know, concentrate on this section of the Beltline this time around because there's so much to talk about. And then, you know, we'll come back possibly this summer uh, and go visit the West Side Beltline and talk about all the things that are going on over there. 
And uh, but just, you know, as a as a way to find a place to walk, um, if it's too crowded on the east side, go over to the west side. You still got yeah. some room there. Yeah. And, you know, there there are also little places you can go right off of the Beltline, um, you know, at the Carter Center. It's very close by exactly. and Freedom Park over there. So, you know, there, there are little spurs off of it that you can go and take a walk uh, in a less crowded spots or uh, skate or 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 scooter or scooter <laughs> or bike but uh it's good to slow down and enjoy all the things along the belt line I yeah think. no kidding yeah it's uh great so uh we're gonna take a listen to all the things that we captured that day on the east side belt line and including some other interviews that Bo has done with folks who are involved with the belt line in various ways um, and like I said, we'll be doing this again uh, with more on the Beltline in uh, the coming months. So it's a little guided tour for your ears. Yep. So listen up. In late February, a group of AJC reporters took a tour of the newest extension of the Atlanta Beltline's Eastside Trail. It was a warm, windy day, perfect for a little walk. Members of the Atlanta Beltline Partnership took us around the area from the partnership headquarters on Crog Street to where the Edge apartment complex sits near DeKalb Avenue. On this section of the trail, there's a lot of construction going on. The Edge apartments are already up and running, uh, but a number of restaurants were in the process of being built. The folks there told us about the 5K races, the bus tours, the bike tours and walking tours and other activities put on by the partnership and John Becker, one of our tour guides, told us exactly why he likes the Beltline so much. So this is John Becker, who lives on the Beltline, but not, not until just recently. You said something about how you could not have imagined that you would be where you are if no. I'd asked you that three years ago. That's exactly right. I mean, I was just like, I think, a majority of Atlanta residents, where I would literally have a 30-mile commute to my office if I was lucky, you know, to and from each day. And uh, at just through a series of decisions to make some life changes, I decided to do something about it. And I had a single family home in Virginia Highland, sold it, bought the condo on the Beltline, and, uh, and then became so uh, supportive of the project and such a believer in everything that the Beltline represents, the 44, 45 neighborhoods being connected, uh, the transit, everything. Uh, exercise, health, fitness, uh, that uh, I decided it was where I wanted to go to work. So We eventually turned around and walked in the other direction, back past the Crog Street Market and up north past the famous Lady Bird Grove and Mess Hall restaurant, and we ended up right near the Freedom Parkway Bridge. In addition to the picnickers and the bicyclists and folks riding electric scooters, we will also see buskers and musicians, including the fellow that we just listened to playing a very lively drum solo. We're walking past the skate park now. There's little kids enjoying themselves with their helmets on. Others have spread blankets out on the park here. Right there at the bridge I talked to a skater and a couple of musicians and to Atlanta Beltline Partnership Executive Director Rob Brauner. I'm Bo Emerson, I write for the Journal Constitution. Alex, nice to see you. So, tell me about um, what brings you out here. 
Uh, I recently picked up skateboarding, and I heard this is a good place to come and learn, you know. And uh, the, uh, in terms of skateboarding parks that are near where you live, is this the closest? Oh, definitely, yeah. Yeah. I, I even walked here, so yeah, it's not far at all. So what part of town are you in? Uh, I'm a college student. I go to Georgia Tech. Uh-huh. So I skated over from campus. So is this one of the one of the nice things about the Beltline as far as you're concerned? Oh, yeah, definitely, definitely. It's a great way to get out and be active and see the city a little bit, you know? Uh, Rob Bronner, Executive Director of the Atlanta Beltline Partnership. The Beltline is going very, very well. We're, uh, we're very pleased with the progress. I, I think that uh, anywhere where you've seen the Beltline come online, you've seen a lot of activity, a lot of uh, development, and more than anything, the Beltline really helps to connect the city and bring bring people together. I mean, it's obviously a very ambitious, um, you know, 25 year, $5 billion project. I mean, at any point where you're trying to really change the way that the city develops, um, it has its its challenges and complications. Um, but overall, you know, I think a lot of things I love about the Beltline, but, but one is just how you see it changing the way people live, right? I mean, biking to work, biking to school, walking to get your groceries, people coming together and making those personal connections. I mean, folks will visit parts of town that they otherwise wouldn't go to um, because of the Beltline, and they can also, within their own communities, interact with their neighbors, and it's improving quality of life and health and wellness, uh, really, for, for everybody. I'm a writer. And uh, you're a drummer? I'm a drummer, amongst other things. And uh, your compatriot here is? Henry. Henry, yes. Now, you guys are kind of young. Yeah, we're 21, 23. So you were not around when this was a lot less uh, attractive. He was. He's uh, raised yeah, here. Uh, I'm from Macon. Yeah, it was like before the Beltline and the skate park and everything. Yeah, I remember kind of what it looked like. A lot of my friends used to skate, and they used to, where the skate park is now, they used to have like a DIY skate park that people had built. And uh, so this people actually just built that clandestine style, like they just set it up. Yeah, like before that skate park was there, people just came here and built one, and then they sort of like the forty yard. Yeah, I never, I never really was that good at skating, so I never really. But it was called a foundation. So there was like actually a spot here, people were coming and skating at before, like before that that skate park was built. It was like a, like a prototype of the action. Yeah, like so like the people who were developing it came in and was like, oh, this looks like a good idea. I, I don't know, I guess. But there was already a skate park there that people had just made under the bridge. What do you think of the impact of the Beltline on sort of the livability of the this, this neck of the woods? I don't know. I mean, I feel like the Beltline definitely, like, set the precedent for all this other, you know, like, condos and nice restaurants and all that. I mean, it's just, I don't know. I mean, there's a million conversations being had about the Beltline's impact on livability all over the city right now. I don't have much to say about that from an informed perspective, but like I I feel like very welcome in this zone to like walk around and like play music in the Beltline, but this this area in general unnerves me slightly. You know what I mean? Kermit Walker. Nice to see you. Nice to see you. Be seen. Now how long have you been playing out here? Um maybe the last year, something like that. I live right down the street. So, you know, I, I just, it's a beautiful thing, man. And sometimes I bring a sax player with me. And so you've seen the uh, place change from uh, no belt line to belt line. Oh, oh, I've been here about 20 years, living here 20 years. None of this was here. None of this mess was here. What was it like back then? It was, to me, it was very cool. I mean, it's cool, but it was cool. Because it was a dead-end street. Everything was really quiet. It was only three houses on that block. That's all we were. Um, you know, there was all these old factories used to be back here. There was 
abandoned and stuff like that. But uh, budget crime was a little worse because the guys could break in. They just break in the cars and go walk through. You know what I mean? You could skate out of here. So, I mean, as far as that, it's okay. Uh, but uh, I, I hate I hate that it would have been cool if they came in on the, and had lower in, uh, rent on these things because it hikes everything up around here. Right. And it chased out a lot of just like mom and pop shops and stuff. You know? Right. That's a, that's a, that, that wasn't cool. That's not cool. You know, but uh, it is what it is. You know what I mean? Now, did your rent go up? I'm lucky. I'm here. My landlord lives right next to me. He's been here for 50-something years. His parents built their houses and all the properties there. And he refuses. He provides, I love him because he refuses to sell. Everybody, you know they've been after him. And he refuses to sell. He just stays, you know, and he keeps it very cool with us. So we're very lucky, man. We're very lucky. Let's see what's happening in and around Atlanta over the next 10 days. Amid the bountiful white brilliance of its dogwood trees, Atlanta celebrates spring with the annual Dogwood Festival. Music, visual arts, a canine flying disc competition, and children's activities are all part of the festivities in Piedmont Park's annual homage to those blooming trees. For more than 80 years, this festival has been a staple for many Atlantans. The Disc Dog Competition, hosted by the Greater Atlanta Dog and Disc Club, is actually a qualifying event for the U.S. Disc Dog Nationals World Finals. The three-day bash also brings in a variety of food vendors, and the popular artist market offers sculpture, paintings, pottery, jewelry, photography, and much more. The fun begins at noon on Friday, April 12th, 10 a.m. on Saturday, April 13th, and Sunday, April 14th. The festival is free, but there are some ticketed events, including Backyard Bites and Brews. It's all happening at Piedmont Park. Get the details at dogwood.org. After 17 non-consecutive bacon fests, Dad's Garage is trying something different this year. The Dad's Garage Big Stupid Parking Lot Carnival takes the place of the annual Porkapalooza as the theater company's big fundraiser. Bacon fans might wonder why, so Dad's Garage's website has a section devoted to detailing the decision to switch things up. In short, it was never about the bacon. It was about the fun and the laughter. And this new setup allows for lower ticket prices and a broader array of food options. So now the fun is more accessible. The Dad's Garage Big Stupid Parking Lot Carnival happens from 1 to 6 p.m. April 6th at Dad's Garage at 569 Ezard Street, southeast in Atlanta. Regular tickets are $10, but there's a VIP ringmaster option at $55, which includes unlimited beer and carnival rides. And, as always, this is definitely an adults-only happening. And since it takes place in the parking lot, there's no room for cars, so plan to take alternative transportation. Find out more at dadsgarage.com. Kennesaw State University's Zuckerman Museum of Art's latest group show, Louder Than Words, brings together work by local and national artists. The show focuses on nonverbal ways of conveying meaning, using dance, music, performance, and even the written word. Deaf artist Joseph Grigley's What Did I Say compiles slips of paper containing messages, the artist's primary form of communication, passed between Grigley and friends and family, into a colorful collage. As the visual arts critic Felicia Feaster writes in the AJC, like many of the works, in Louder Than Words, that wall of messages substituting for the human voice creates a suggestively buzzing cacophony that can remind one of how sound can be imagined, suggested, and implied just as powerfully in the absence of spoken language. 
The show also includes video of Yoko Ono's 1964 performance work, Cut Piece, in which a crowd of spectators cut away pieces of Ono's clothing with scissors. As Feaster writes, quote, like buzzards picking at a corpse, unquote. You'll find the full review at AJC.com. Check out Louder Than Words at the Zuckerman Museum of Art at Kennesaw State University through May 5th. Admission is free. Find out more about the show and other exhibitions at the museum at arts.kennesaw.edu slash Zuckerman. I'm still partial to her work as part of the California indie pop quartet Rilo Kiley, but Jenny Lewis's solo career has many highlights too. Her new album, On the Line, is one of her best. For most of her career, she's been updating the sound of Southern California in the 70s, some of it sunny and some a bit darker. But she's never content just to rehash Fleetwood Mac or revisit the folk rock blend that emanated from Los Angeles' Laurel Canyon. But she's never content to rehash Fleetwood Mac or revisit the folk rock blend that emanated from Los Angeles' Laurel Canyon. She puts a 21st century spin on it, examining it and celebrating it at the same time. In Pitchfork's glowing review of On the Line, they remark that it continues her journey to become a skeptical Stevie Nicks for old millennials. Jenny Lewis will be at Variety Playhouse at 8 p.m. April 12th. Regular price tickets are sold out, but as always, the determined fan willing to part with some cash can usually find tickets online. For more on the show, head to variety-playhouse.com. For more things to do in and around Atlanta, go to AJC.com. Our senior editor is Nicole Smith. Podcast edited by Bria Felicien. Music by Bo Emerson and Billy Guin. And I'm your host, Shane Harrison. Join us next week for more Access Atlanta.